Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Monday, June the 13th. And the Phillies finally lost a baseball game, and they did it in spectacular fashion. They they ended, they get to nine straight, the longest winning streak since 2010. Get back to a game above 500. How about it? Now back to 500 with the loss yesterday, but they certainly did not make us sweat out the end of the winning streak. They let us know, hey guys, we did nine. It's definitively over. Today, a 13-1 loss yesterday, never in it. Garrett Stubbs pitching the ninth inning. It got uh, out of hand, as they say, but ultimately a successful weekend. Phillies take two or three at home, and look, the ninth straight was awesome. It was season-saving. You know, it got this team back from the brink, back from the potential of being dead for the season. Like, that's where we were trending at it, 21 and 29 on the season, win enough games to get back to above 500 now at 500. But now the season's right in front of them. You know, all of a sudden they're back in it and we're staring down the barrel of a summer that that could matter as opposed to one that it really felt like we were heading for a summer that was going to be a disaster, a total waste of a summer after the expectations we had coming into this nine-game win streak really really saved the season. The firing of Joe Girardi saved the season. Now, obviously, they can't lose, you know, 10 of their next 13 or anything. You know, they need to, you know, continue to play good baseball, and the schedule should help with that. Granted, the Marlins coming to town is always nerve-wracking, even though it should be an easy series. We get the Nationals, we get the Rangers. You got some winnable games coming up after when, in reality, you know, up to this point in the season, the Phillies have played the toughest schedule in baseball, one of the toughest schedules in baseball, and they're sitting here at 500. You know, and and from a numbers perspective, you know, the starting rotation's been great for the most part. The lineup is starting to hit. The bullpen's been better over the win streak, at least. So, you know, you're starting to see positive signs, things you can believe in, reasons to say, all right, this team's going to compete. And this nine-game win streak has really, again, saved the season in that way. But now... 
Look, do we want more nine-game win streaks, eight-game win streaks, ten-game win streaks? Yeah, obviously. They're great. They really help. And, you know, if the Braves could ever lose a game, they're tense right now, that would be that'd be cool. <laughs> but um, those type of winning streaks, as we know as Phillies fans over the last decade, are generally few and far between. It's more about winning series. You know, it's more about two out of three, two out of three, three out of four, two out of three. That's what great baseball teams do. That's how you make the playoffs, is that consistent play where you win more games than you lose. You know, it sounds incredibly simple, and in a lot of ways it is, but uh, it has not been something that this Phillies team has done for a long time. So now it really gets going. You know, the schedule opens up. You've put yourself in a position where you are back in it, so to speak. You are, you are in the race as we kind of hurtle towards July here, as you know, we're halfway through June, which is almost halfway through June, which is pretty crazy. Um, but the Phillies have saved the season. And this nine-game winning streak is such a, a massive thing for the team, for their belief in themselves, for us to believe in them, all that type of stuff. And now that that's done, and they finally lost yesterday, and we'll go through all three games as we get, and you know, now it's time to move forward as a normal baseball team. Win more games than you lose. Beat the teams you're supposed to. That's why tonight's game down at Citizens Bank Park against the Marlins, especially going up against a really good pitcher, is such an important game for me. You know, I think it's so important to see how this team finally reacts after losing a game. And not just losing a game, I mean getting their doors blown off yesterday. Really nice wins on Friday and Saturday. The 7-5 to win on, on Friday, really nice. Saturday, they just handled business. And then, you know, they get destroyed yesterday. How do they bounce back? Can this team shake it off and go back to winning games? It's going to be fascinating to watch tonight. In a lot of ways, the biggest game of the season so far. Because we need to see how this team handles a little adversity for the first time since the Rob Thompson era. It's going to be fascinating. It's going to be telling. It's a big series. Look, if they can win two of three against the Marlins, as seemingly innocuous as that is and should be, we know it's not in Philly. If they can win a series against the Marlins, we know that's potentially a sign of change, a sign of growth, as that has not been something the Phillies have done often over this recent run here. So big series coming up. We'll look ahead to that Marlins series a little bit more coming up in a few, reacting still to the weekend. And um, again, just, you know, excitement. I'm, I'm excited that this team's back in, and I'm excited with the way they've played baseball. You know, a lot of guys still haven't gotten going. You know, you're excited about Schwarber right now. Harper is just, I mean, it's unreal what this guy was doing. I, I looked up yesterday at one point in the game, and, and I think he's batting lower now, but I looked up and it's like, Harper's batting 322? What? He's batting 322 and he's tied for third in the league or whatever in home runs. I mean, that's it's astounding. We are watching one of the great hitters in his prime. And it's really a it's a special thing on a night to night basis to watch just how locked in this guy is, just how much of a student of hitting he is and how smart he is as a hitter and obviously the, the power and the the raw physical talent that is undeniable. It's super awesome to watch him right now. It's really fun, and obviously he's a big part of this turnaround, this run. And, you know, 
Schwarber's been hot in June. You know, had a couple balls that were just warning track shots again yesterday. And you're starting to get contributions from Stott and some guys lowering the order. And, you know, look, at some point, Castellanos will hit. At some point, Reeves will really get going. Reeves had a nice week, but still has not really gotten going. So so there's real room for, for growth and optimism with this team as well. Again, after a big weekend of baseball, handling business, it's what you want to see. Win two or three. That's okay. Win three against, that's okay. Win two or three, win two or three, win two or three. Um, all right, let's dive into the weekend, and then we'll look ahead and, and take stock. Friday, a, a really nice win on Friday. Um, as again, you know, to win their eighth straight. First game of this series felt like um, early on, like uh, we were good. Like they were just jumping all over the Diamondbacks. And then all of a sudden, seemingly out of nowhere, the Diamondbacks just storm back with a massive seventh inning. And, uh, and then it's nervous again. And then the Phillies again just handle business. It was a really nice game to see. As the Phillies get out early, you know, um, kind of carrying over that energy from the dominant showing against Milwaukee. They come home, they get going right away in the first. Reese Hoskins, second at bat of the game. Boom, home run Hoskins. Opposite field shot or right center. Awesome to see that. Then the second in, and they pour it on. A RBI ground out by Garrett Stubbs is followed by a three-run bomb by Kyle Schwarber. Just so locked in right now. Again, yesterday, even in the game they lost, he didn't end up getting any home runs, but he had two balls that you know, were, were were so close. Warning track shots to center field. He hit like 800 feet of fly ball outs in those first two at-bats yesterday. Super fun to watch Schwarbs locked in. So it's 5 nothing there. They had another a little later that inning with a DDRBI single. Excuse me, RBI doubles. They're up 6 nothing, and you're feeling great. You know, cruising along. Gibby cruising along, and then the sixth inning. Gibby runs into a little trouble, gives up a home run to Dalton Varsho, but it's only 6-1 or 5-1. We're feeling good. 6-1, excuse me. Feeling good. Then the seventh inning. And uh, you could argue Thompson should have pulled Gibson heading into this inning. Um, You know, he wasn't quite 100 pitches yet. He would leave the game at 100 pitches after allowing first and second no out. Um, But, you know, look, I don't kill him for it. I thought it was fine. Gibby ends up, uh, as two inherited runners will score in a sack, Gibby ends up going six innings, three runs, Four hits, three walks, four strikeouts, fine. You know, it's a fine. It looked like it was going to be in better six innings, one run. Um, but a nice outing from Gibby. Got the job done. The bullpen scares you a little, though, as then Brad Hand comes in, allows the two inherited runners and two more to score. And all of a sudden, it's the seventh, uh, heading into the bottom of the seventh inning. The Phillies are only up 6-5 after leading the game all game. You know, 6-0, 6-1, and you're feeling super confident. Um, in that moment, Brad Hand can't get out of the inning. Sir Anthony comes in and gets two massive outs. Just being awesome. Sir Anthony is just so awesome. God, I love that guy. <laughs> but they get out of it, um, get to the bottom of the seventh. Reese Hoskins comes in, his second home run of the game. Just smoked one to left. They needed it. They needed it. They get that insurance run. This was so big in this game. Makes it 7-5. to five. The Phillies are able to hang on. You get a clean inning from Brogdon. And then Corey Knabel, as terrifying as he is, shuts it down. Now, after this, Knabel... Um, would go out with a uh, arm injury um, as uh, some some shoulder concerns, a little tightness, a little discomfort for Knable. Um So we'll see how that goes um, as, uh, you know, uh, his right shoulder tightness. So not ideal um, ever. And look, as much as I don't want Knable to be the closer anymore, um, they definitely need him. He's like their second or third best reliever after Sir Anthony as, as whatever that is. Um, so... 
let's hope that Knable's okay. They need him. Look, Knable is, you know, again, as bad and as terrifying as he's been, he still has a 3 2 4 ERA on the season. You know, you wouldn't think it because he's, you know, we melt down because of him at times, but, you know, he has not been bad. He's just had some high profile bad outings. Um, but again, a big win on, on Friday, 7 5, one of those games where, you know, the old Phillies, it feels like they would have lost it. It feels like that comeback would have culminated in a Diamondbacks win, and it didn't. Phillies handled business, the second homer of the day for Rees. Bullpen gets the job done. Awesome. Really nice win. Saturday. Come out and just handle business again. This was a handle business baseball game, an easy 4 nothing victory at no point. Did it feel like the Diamondbacks were threatening to win this game? It was that simple. Zach Wheeler, brilliant. Six shutout. Six, uh, two, two hits, no walks, eight strikeouts. Wheeler was awesome, and he has been awesome. Then in the seventh, Phillies run into a little trouble. Juris Familia comes in, really struggles, loads the bases, and Thompson pulls him in the inning for Andrew Bellotti. Andrew Bellotti comes in and gets a big out. How about it? That was really nice to see, and the bullpen held down from their hand, and then Christopher Sanchez getting out to the ninth. The Phillies get on the board in the first, an RBI single for Cassidy. Then in the second, really get going. A Bryson Stott two-run home run to make it 3 nothing. They add another on a Cassidy double in the eighth. Cassidy's best game of the weekend as he goes two for four with a couple ribbas in this one. Harper again, two for three. Hoskins, two for four. Nice game for him. A nice weekend for him. And then again, the, uh, the homer by Stott also. Second base, Matt Veerling. Veerling plays second base this game. Um, fun to see Thompson messing around with stuff like that. And, um, you know, didn't come back to bite them. So that was cool. And just handle business. I was actually at the ballpark for this game. It was a high hopes night down at the ballpark. We had the best time down there. I feel like they never win high hopes nights. So they won, which was very cool. Um, and got to meet a lot of amazing, awesome people who, um, who are just as crazy about the Phillies as I am. And that's rare and exciting to, to get to hang out with people who love the Phillies as much as I am. And as much as you do, if you're listening to this. Um, so it was really an, an awesome experience and it's great to be down at the park when they're winning games. You know, it's, you know, when the vibes are good, you know, we almost forget what it's like down there. I mean, we obviously had that amazing run of 7-Eleven where being down at the ballpark was literally the coolest thing you could do. I mean, I remember it was if someone called you with tickets, it was it was change everything, drop everything, change your plans, you're going to the game, whatever you got to do to be there, it, you have to be there. You know, it was like that kind of vibe. And um, it was awesome on Saturday to feel those excited, positive vibes about the Phillies as it did feel like, you know, they they, they earned it in that, that, that night at least. And... um you know, ninth straight win that night brings them a game above 500 for the first time in a long time. Um, you know, obviously ends up being the culmination of that nine game win streak. And, uh, and it was, you know, a nice one for nothing, just handle business. And it was great to be at the ballpark at the best time meeting people. And, um, it's exciting that the Phillies are not horrible, you know, <laughs> such a simple, silly thing, but it's so true. Um, and they get the business done again, Zach Wheeler, man, um, just so confident every time that guy takes the hill. Every single time, I feel like that guy's going to win the game. And uh, that guy's going to pitch great. And way more often than not, he does. And uh, what a what a, what a a player he has been for the Phillies. And, you know, with the way he's pitching, with the way Nola's pitching, you know, that one-two combo at the top of the rotation is really dangerous right now. And it, it's something that I think Phillies fans should be excited about. And it's something that if, if they can find their way into the playoffs, uh, you know, if they can find their way into one of these wild cards or who knows how this season plays out, you know, and this kind of continues with those two guys. You know, I, I feel good with those two guys in any series against anybody. So good to see uh, Wheeler was awesome again. All right, now to Sunday. 
Sunday was not awesome. Sunday, the win streak comes to an end in, in just purely spectacular fashion. Again, they did not make us sweat it out as the Phillies go down in the first inning, 3-0, and it was never close. The Phillies add their only run of the game in the fourth to make it 3-1, and then just pour it on. 4-1-6-1-7-1-8-1-10-1-12-1-13-1 for the Phillies. A disastrous outing for literally every single pitcher pitching the game. Andrew Bellotti pitched a third of an inning. Gave up two walks as the only pitcher didn't give up a run. He got one out and gave up two walks and didn't give up a run. But uh, Ranger Suarez gives up four and four and a third. He was bad. Nick Nelson gives up four in an inning and a third. Jose Alvarado gives up two in an inning. Norwood gives up two in an inning. And then Garrett Stubbs pitching the ninth gives up one in an inning. Stubbs actually better than almost every pitcher who pitched for the Phillies yesterday. So I wonder if people get as mad at Thompson as they did at Gabe for pitching a position player. I'm guessing not. Uh, I have no problem with it whatever, don't waste your pitcher there. Like, totally fine with that. It's fun in a way, too. I think it's neat. It's a 12-to-1 game at the time. Like, who cares? That's my philosophy on it, but I know people get mad about it. Um, but ultimately, just uh, uh, didn't even have to show up for the game type of game. You know, didn't have to pay attention uh, as they just got destroyed. You know, got out early um, or kind of felt in it early. And then, um, you know, Ranger gave up three runs early. They get the one back. You're kind of like in it. It was three, one, then it was four, one. And you're, and then it just fell, fell away. Ranger. You really come out of this one concerned again about Ranger. He was coming off that best out of the season, the seven innings, two runs last outing. And then just didn't have it yesterday. Four and a third, four hits, four walks two uh, earn runs, four runs total, two strikeouts. Those four walks, that's really been the thing with Ranger this year, the, the pinpoint control that made him so dangerous last year and really that he really has to have with his, you know, it's not like he's going to blow you away with his stuff. He's not just the nastiest pitcher out there. You know, he needs to be able to have perfect control. He needs to be able to put the ball where he wants it to go and all that type of stuff. And, um, you know, he clearly wasn't able to do that on, on uh, Sunday, and that is something that, you know, could be an issue. And Ranger has been bad. A 4-4-0 ERA on the season. It's been a tough go for Ranger. And he has certainly not at any point looked like the guy who was so dominant for the Phillies last year, both in the bullpen and as a starter. Um, and, you know, it is, it's concerning moving forward. You know, will he figure it out? If he doesn't, do you consider moving him back to the pen and trying to trade for a starter? You know, what's what's the move here? You know, what do you do with Ranger? You know, I think they're going to continue to start him for a little while longer and kind of see if he can straighten this out, fix this. But, you know, we're heading in that direction where you start to have to say, all right, well, you know, what do we do? Can we continue to just let him go out there and, and start at this level? You know, because he's been bad. He's been bad. Now, he's had a few good outings here and there, and, you know, it's not a total disaster. Um, but certainly was yesterday, and, and really, for the most part, has just not been able to consistently be effective on a night-to-night basis, and that's something that's obviously going to hurt this team moving forward. And, you know, we do know he's someone who had so much success in the bullpen last year. This is a bullpen that obviously could use all the help it can get. So, uh, you know, but the problem is, as we talked about coming into the season, you know, one of the areas of this team that I was most concerned about, and I was bullish on the team, but was the depth at starting pitching. I felt really good about this rotation, and hand up, I felt really good about Ranger. Um, But my one concern with the starting rotation, while I really liked the five guys they had, I thought it was a top 10 rotation heading into the season and all that, I was concerned about the fact there was really no one waiting in the wings. And, you know, Bailey Falter just pitched seven in the minors, I like Falter um, to a point. I think he can start some games for you, so I think that's a potential option there. But, you know, they don't really have many options there. And, you know, trades, you know, 
notwithstanding potential trades either for relievers or starters, notwithstanding. But um, you know, I think you're starting to think about it if you're the Phillies, starting to say, um, you know, Ranger was so good in the pen. Is this a should we consider this? You know, so I think it's going to be interesting to see how it shakes out. But certainly, you know, so far Ranger has been the weak link in the starting rotation, pretty pretty substantially. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how that shakes out. Either way, you know, you really want to see Ranger put it together because I did have so much confidence in him coming into the season. I thought that. You know, what we saw last year was real, um, so we'll see how that shakes out. All right, heading into this week, a massive week of Phillies baseball. Eight games for the Phillies this week. Three at home against Miami to start the week, and then five home games against the Nationals. A doubleheader on Friday, a one and a seven. Uh, day game on Wednesday, two, one o'clock, so we have two weekday day games this week. But just a massive week to what we were talking about before is can this team bounce back? Can this team bounce back after a ugly, ugly loss after they had been riding high and, you know, feeling the good vibes? We talked so much about how fun it was to see this team having a good time, enjoying playing baseball, celebrating together, all that. And it was, and it's awesome. But they were winning games. And and winning breeds happiness. It breeds fun. It breeds positivity. So the question is, losing, can they bounce back and find that, that, fun energy again you know and that's going to be a fascinating thing with tonight and really this week again as you have games you should win you have games you should win and we know this Phillies team in the past has, has potentially in a lot of cases not potentially has played down to their opponents uh, so there's a big spot for them to show hey not only was that win streak real not only are the vibes and the the thing we got going now real but we're going to go handle business it's a big week for that We'll get to tonight's game in a sec. Quick look at the standings before we do. The Phillies nine back of the New York Mets, four and a half back, excuse me, three and a half back of the Atlanta Braves. Braves have won 10 straight. The Braves are now 34 and 27 on the season. Phillies at 30 and 30 there, three and a half back of the wild card there, as well as the Braves now in the wild card uh, spot as uh, them and the Giants tied for that second slash third wild card. The Padres three games up on them. But then it's the Brewers half game back of that and the Phillies three and a half back of that. So, like, the Phillies are, are right in it there. They're right in it um, as uh, as this season kind of gets rolling here as we start to head into the summer, into the dog days and all that. You know, it's going to be fascinating to see how this shakes out and how the Phillies handle this because, you know, we do know that, you know, September uh, non-collapses, I guess, have not been the way of uh, the Phillies last year. So it's going to be fascinating. Again, I think even in the more immediate future to the point we keep making such a, a big spot for this team. You know, we saw them ride high. We saw them get rid of Girardi, be happy, be positive, play the young guys, have a real vibe, feel like a team for the first time in a long time, feel like real tangible positivity was warranted. And you know, all this stuff, they're real positive great things to point to there is a real reason for optimism with the Phillies right now this is not faux optimism this is not ah eh, you know I'm excited because they won a few games but they stink optimism there's a real chance that this team can this could be the start that we could look back at the end of this season and say that nine game win streak it changed everything firing Girardi it changed everything I think there's a real chance that we can look back at the end of the season that way but it has to continue now. Like, this is such a massive week of baseball. You have you have eight games against the Marlins and the, the Nationals. You have to win five minimum, minimum. And in all honesty, go six and two this week. Go six and two against the Marlins and the Nationals. You should be able to do that. You just won nine straight 
against the freaking Giants, Angels, Brewers, and Diamondbacks. All right? I know the Angels and Brewers, it turned out, is right in the middle of some, some losing streaks. But those are all better teams than the Marlins. All of them. Every single one of those teams has a better record than the Marlins. You should be able to handle the Marlins. The Nationals are even worse. The Nationals are handily the worst team in the National League East. You should be able to handle them. The Nationals are 23-39. and 39. They're 17 games behind the Mets. It is the second worst record in the National League. It is the fourth worst record in baseball. You should be able to handle the Nationals. Five games at home against the Nationals. Handle business. Handle business against the Marlins, who are also bad. Big, big, big week. All right, let's look ahead to the week itself. As again, it is an eight-game week of baseball. Tonight at 7.05, tomorrow 7.05, then a 105 on Wednesday, then a 7.05 Thursday, then a 1 and a 7 on Friday, 4.35 Saturday, then an early Sunday game, a 12.05-er, and then an off day before the Texas Rangers next week, Tuesday and Wednesday, and then the Padres in San Diego. So a long week of baseball next week um, after the Monday off day. So really got to get it this week. Starts tonight, and it's a big one, and it's a fun one. Aaron Nola versus Sandy Alcantara is a fire pitching matchup. Alcantara, one of the best pitchers in baseball. Nola has been brilliant, as we talked about this year. So that's a really fun one. Eflin tomorrow, Gibson on Wednesday. You're getting uh, Rodgers and Lopez, Pablo Lopez. You're getting tough matchups. The Marlins are bringing their dudes. You're getting their three dudes. So um, so it's a big series. And then Washington again, five-gamer after that. As you have Wheeler to start that series, they'll need Falter to come up and pitch uh, one of those games on Friday. So um, big week of baseball. Big week of baseball. The Nationals and the Marlins, the Marlins, the Phillies should be able to handle this. This is a big week to see what this team is after the huge win streak. Can they carry it forward? Can they win five of eight or preferably six of eight against the Marlins and the Nationals? We're going to find out. And again, huge one tonight. Alcantara, Nola, what a fun game. Go Phillies. Let's, let's beat the Marlins. Let's get back on track. Either way, whatever happens, we'll be back to react to it tomorrow. So until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. mobilecom